Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectivate and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the voice of value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, fantastic. Can't complain. Looking forward to another good weekend. Good. And how's life on the Isle of Man these days? Not bad at all. Covid-free in the community, so pubs are open and uh, um, if I get my permission slip signed, I might get out for a pint at some point this weekend. Yeah, I do hate talking to you on a Friday because you are the only one that I know that's a lifestyle at the moment, while the rest of us in mainland UK are stuck uh, without any pubs to yeah. go to and um, yeah, enjoy that's it while you can, mate. <laughs> rub it in as well. I won't, I won't just sit here quietly. I will, I will uh, I'll rub it in. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, not like you. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but um, we've done quite well over here. They were, they were quite tough with the border restrictions and things like that to try and minimise it, so it's worked quite well. Well, you should make the most of it, mate. Um, Absolutely. And get yourself out for a pint and have one on me, will you, please? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about the horses uh, and not COVID-related issues. So uh, tomorrow, there seems to be... Uh, plenty of good racing and some great horses out by the looks of it and it looks as if the national hunt season is really getting into full swing now yeah it's getting it's getting exciting now so there's nine nine races live on itv and uh, they're all um jumps racing so you can forget the uh, forget the flat stuff and the real the real the real stuff's back kicked off now yeah absolutely well we dabble at it um some success on the friday don't know that we had any winners on saturday did we no, Galvin won on the Friday. Rouge Vif, who I said, get him in your each way multiples. I thought the price was a bit short. Um, well, it was 11 to 2. I should just lump on. <laughs> he won by about 15 lengths. Yeah. Um, and yeah, on the Saturday, the only only one that really did okay was Cloth Cap, who got a place. Um, but uh, aye, the two favourites were quite disappointing, or sort of setting favourites. And uh, the one in the 315. If um, listeners might remember Champagne Court was travelling really well for about two and a half miles and then just fell out the back of the telly um, so it might just be that um, he doesn't get three miles and he maybe needed the run so he's one that stays in the notebook um, there was plenty of money for him as well I think we tipped him about 16 to 1 14 to 1 mm-hmm. he went off at 8 to 1 so they clearly fancied him as well so he will be um, he goes in the notebook and, and hopefully he might actually drop a couple of pounds in the handicap maybe a pound or something so he'll be of interest if he goes over maybe two and a half or two and three quarter miles next time out um, he'll be one that'll be definitely interested in again yeah look forward to that one and getting a mention on the pod in the next week or two hopefully um, so this week we've got six tips across six different races um, it's going to take us the length and breadth of the country from Ascot to Weatherby potentially to Air as well which we'll touch on in a minute and over across the Down Royal where the champion chase looks like it's the, the race of the day yeah it, all over the British Isles um, and there's, there, as you say there's some cracking horses out um, some gold cup contenders um, we should see as well at some point so pretty exciting stuff so we'll start off and unusually rather than starting off with a particular race we're going to start off with a particular horse who as we record the podcast has entered into both the 135 weatherby and the 142 at air and it's she's a supermac yeah so <clears throat> quite interested in this horse um i think looking at the um looking at the entries She's got a jockey booking for the air race, so it's probably more likely that she goes for that. So we'll sort of work on that assumption. 
but equally if she ends up going to Weatherby, um, I think she'll be a bet there. She's actually got a price in the, the market at Weatherby anyway, so we've got no problem with that. Um, she This is her sort of seasonal debut. <clears throat> Excuse me, she won at Newcastle in March quite well. Only went up £4 for that. Um, this would probably be a slightly better race here, um, but not necessarily... Um, Miles better, so I, I think she should be able to take it in her stride. Um, it was soft ground that day. It looks like air might be heavy, which is potentially why Ian Jardin's got her entered in both races. The, the ground, the weather be slightly better. It's not as heavy, so maybe um, he might take a view on it tonight um, before he decides whether to send her down there or to uh, to keep it at air. Um, so whichever race she goes for, she looks to me like an improving um, sort, and she looks decent value. She's about five to one for the race at air, and she's about nine to one at the moment for the, the race at Weatherby. Either way, um, I'll be having a punt. Bet if it's the air race, um, but it'll be each way at nine to one for the Weatherby race if that's where she ends up going. Yeah, Scottish trained course and distance winner at air. Um, so I think, as you say, it's probably. The preference would be to run it here if, if the going suits. Yeah, that's that's. I, I suspect that's probably what he fancies. Um, less of a petrol bill as well, getting her down. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Scotsman. <laughs> um, okay, so it's she's a super mac, uh, most likely to go in air at the one forty two, but if not, then also lined up for the one thirty five at Weatherby. Next up, we're going to go to Ascot, uh, where it's the 155, and the horse you're looking at here is, I'm going to attempt to say Flaminga. Yeah, I'm not sure. Flaminger, Flaminga, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, to be honest. Um, should go back and listen to a commentary and see what the, see what the commentators make of it. <laughs> um, a good little race, this. Um, so it's a listed handicap chase, so it's a class one, decent, some decent quality um, horses. Cape Land is um, the favourite. Um, from the Paul Nichols yard, who listeners will probably remember from the last couple of seasons, has won um, a few races. Um, was pretty poor at Cheltenham, but this is an easier race, and you can you can sort of see why um, he is favourite. But he's he's got to carry top weight um, against some pretty decent horses, and there's two or three that that are sort of improving sorts. Um, Iblio would be my second choice um, behind behind Flaminger, um, Venetia Williams trained horse potential for improvements only had three runs three chase runs um but this is its seasonal debut and the reason i'm going for flaminger or flaminger is that um that one had a nice run at fontwell um about three weeks ago four weeks ago um and won quite nicely went up six pounds but that's all right and this is a better race but i think um gary moore should be able to find a bit more improvement in the horse as well so you're getting a bigger price for that one and there's just a bit more certainty about fitness um, given that he has already won this year and he's another one who's pretty unexposed um, he's only a five-year-old so you'd expect um, he's, he had a very good four-year-old season as a chaser which is unusual not many horses do that um, thanks to mind he was a very good four-year-old um, over fences but it doesn't happen too often um, maybe just with it being French bred um, they, they tend to send their horses jumping a bit earlier so yeah Flaminger Flaminger is, but there's probably a, f- a French pronunciation actually <laughs> that we're missing, yeah. I'm going to try um, <laughs> but it's number 7 in the 155 at Ascot and I think you can pr- It's we're now getting about 6 to 1 so I think you could probably do a snidey each way on that yeah um, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably the way I would go with it especially with 8 running um, I think there's actually about a 13 to 2 at Coral at the moment so there's no shame in that, to be out. no 
Yeah. Okay, next up, it's the Mayor's Hurdle at Weatherby, and I like the way that you're going to tackle this, because Verdana Blue's going to go off a fairly short price favourite, but you're looking at, uh, well, currently 20 to 1 shot in the market without the favourite. Yeah, that's that's the way I'm playing it. Verdana Blue, sort of 47 at the moment in the market, which is probably fair. Um, she's about 20 odd pounds ahead of most of these, if not all of them, in fact. Um, so we can't have her. Um, if you want to stick her and win multiples and things, then fair enough. But stick her in with your football teams in a, in a coupon or something like that. But uh, the one I quite like is what's called Mrs. Hyde. Um, Brian Ellison trains. Um, I was... In, in terms of ratings, should be a bit better um, than, than some. It should be a bit shorter, than, I think, in the market than some of the others here. Um, he or she, rather, um, won at Kempton uh, two weeks ago, or just less than two weeks ago. Um, so I'm surprised with, with, with that sort of fitness um, and form in, in good shape. I'm surprised that we're getting sort of 20 to 1. So I'm just waiting for the without the favourite markets to come up on odds checker. They haven't come up yet. But given that there are um, one, at least two, maybe three ahead of her in the market, um, mm-hmm. white hot chili Philly without the favourite will be the will be the sort of short price favourite in that one. Yeah. Uh, and and then there's there's a few others sort of vying for second favouritism there. So uh, hopefully we'll get you know a decent price, um, five six maybe seven to one something like that would be brilliant. Um, as I think for me, Missy Sides got pretty pretty decent chance of of coming in second. Yeah, and I think the fact that there's only seven runners declared is a good way to tackle this one with such a short price favourite, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You could also, um, they might offer you each way odds, um, first and second, in the without market. I think that'd be a decent way to play it as well, because you might be able to get um, sort of money back or slightly better if she finishes second, which would effectively be third, assuming that Verdana Blue finishes um, in the top two. Yeah. So we've no price for that market just yet, but it's Mrs. Hyde in the 210 at Weatherby. Next yep. up, it's the race of the day that we've kind of touched on. It's the champion chase at Down Royal. And when you see the likes of Delta Work presenting Percy, even uh, Alfred de Zobo, um lined up, then that gets the, the juices flowing. <laughs> and although Cheltenham's a good, what, five months away, uh, it's still kind of lets you know that we're getting right into the mix here in terms of the national hunt season. That's exactly it. Some some big names um, and, and pretty highly rated jumps horses um, who would be in the mix again for for the Gold Cup and have been in the past. Um, Delta work the the favourite for this. Um, sort of seven to four fifteen to eight at the moment. I'd be slightly concerned just about fitness. Um, he has won on seasonal debut before, but he's also um, he's also been beaten. He was <clears throat> excuse me. He was fourth of five runners in this race last year. Um, so that would give me some concern um, because he then went on to have a pretty good season. Maybe second and third runs, um, he won quite nicely. So I'd be I'd be a bit nervous about backing him at a fairly short price. Second favourite is my old pal presenting Percy. Um, it's it's probably a watching brief for Percy um, on seasonal debut here. He's now he's not getting any younger. He's nine now. Very interesting though this season. He's changed trainers, um, which I think could be a huge boost and um, he was previously trained by Pat Kelly who's a bit of a character you might remember he, does, he refuses to give interviews to the media and he sort of shrouded Percy in secrecy and he was doing rather than giving him a run in an actual race uh, two seasons ago when he was going for the Gold Cup he was running him in secret um, 
little, <laughs> he was going to um, his local track, I can't remember which one in Ireland it was, um, and giving him wee runs over the fences there um, on a QT. It was all a bit bizarre. Instead of just giving him a traditional prep, give him a proper race. Um, so anyway, of course, um, Percy didn't win <laughs> that year. Um, he was carrying my money as well, which was disappointing. So it's nice to see him with a more mainstream um, sort of traditional trainer and as much as you know, Gordon Elliott's one of the big boys. He's got all the facilities. Um, you know, money's no object in a sense for the, all the horses that are trained there. So mm-hmm. if, if anyone can get an edge, it's probably Elliot. Maybe you could argue Mullins as well. Um, so even though he's nine-year-old, you might see an improvement in Percy this year um, with different training methods. Um, and um, Gordon Elliott has said he's aiming him first at the Gold Cup, but also potentially the Grand National. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. With that in mind, I don't think he wants to be... Um, to be turning up here, smashing Delta work, um, or running them close and, and getting a hike in the, the ratings. Mm-hmm. He probably, if he's going to run them in the national, he probably wants to get his rating down. So I wouldn't be massively confident um, in, in backing him for tomorrow. So that then leaves him, I know I'm, I'm going on a bit, but it's a cracking race, so it's, it might as, well, might as well go into a bit of detail with it. Fill your boots. Aye, and that, that leaves us with um, Chris's dream third favourite. Decent horse, kind of faded, started really well last season, faded out. It's, it's his first run of the season. Wouldn't be massively confident there. Storyteller um, won a race um, two weeks ago at Punchestown. That's interesting. Put, probably puts him in the mix against six to one's a bit skinny. Um, so I'm, I'm looking down. There's not there's not much there. The only one that just might be the, the one that gives us a wee chance um, is Balco de Flo, um, former winner of the Ryanair Chase a couple of years ago. And a cracking horse on his day. He's only nine years old, so he's still, I think, potentially got something left. Um, and he had a run out at Punchestown in the same race uh, as Storyteller a couple of weeks ago. He was only fourth that day. He was well beaten, but that may have dusted off the cobwebs. So if he can get a bit of the spark back, he's 33 to 1, the odds I'm looking at just now. Um, that's too big, I think. And just So just a small interest in the race. Small each way on the old boy Balco de Flo. He's not going to be aiming for the Gold Cup or, or Grand Nationals or bigger targets like that. Um, you know, this is his sort of big day. This, uh, this is about as high as he can aim. So a small each way on him for a bit of interest. Yeah, I think you've managed to talk us out of most of the, the ones that are leading the field in terms of the betting. So, uh, yeah, there's 33-1, as you say, available on Balco to flow. Um, yeah, listen, so if, if, we'll he gets, if he gets a place, if he, if he runs in at the frame... Um, He's better value than any of the top three or four in the market. You know, it's 31, yeah. Yeah. quarter odds, fifth odds, whatever. You know, so you're getting six, seven to one um, to, to get them in the frame. So just for a small each way interest in what should be a cracking race, and it'll be more about looking at the future, who's going to be a potential Gold Cup horse, who's going to be a potential Grand National horse, etc. Um, so, yeah, just it'll be good fun to watch without getting too heavily involved financially. Yeah. Okay, next up is the 320 weather being this another fascinating race and you think there might be life's left in the old dog yet in the definitely yes. red. Another old dog here. Um is this is another cracking race and it'll be it's really interesting to see how it goes. Um sort of looking from the top down again in the betting surname is the favourite. Um it's drifting out in the betting um, over the last twenty four hours or so. Um I just I see this as a strange place for Paul Nichols to place the horse on his first run of the season. It's a three mile chase at Weatherby. Um 
when the when it was sort of when the entries first came out, it was bottomless ground. It seems to have dried out a bit. They're saying it's good to soft, but Weatherby can be a bit um, of, a, of a heavy going track. So a horse that really hasn't got three miles yet, and he was well beaten um, when he attempted it in the King George last year. It's, I think it's a strange one. Um, and, and in fact, if there was significant rain overnight, I could see him um, being pulled out of it. I think he wants he wants, and really, in my opinion, wants two and a half miles. But that's another argument for another day. Um, so the nine to four, that's about, I, I couldn't be too confident. Vindication is probably the one near the top of the market that I think um, is more likely. He is a female chaser, I think. So he should be there or thereabouts. But 11 to four is not particularly appealing. Um, and you, you run the risk of surname just sort of turning up, getting the, just seen out the three miles and, and his class sort of beating the rest of them. Because when he gets in a rhythm jumping, he can be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking and thinking then, um, what's the each way value? Who do we know will definitely see out the three miles um, and will enjoy it if it is a wee bit soft underfoot? And the answer is definitely red. It's a course and distance winner. He won this two years ago. Hasn't done a whole lot since. Um, so we do need to caveat that. His last race was at February, um, the tail end of February of last season. But he can he can run quite well on his first time out, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Um, and as an old an old dog, he's eleven now. He will not have too many big runs left in him, so you wouldn't be surprised if Brian Ellison's got him ready to rock um, over. As I say, a course and distance that suits him. So you're getting a big price. You're getting twelve to one or thereabouts. About definitely red. So I think a small each way interest in him. And again, what should be a, a cracking race. And you think there's a, a chance the market will move if some name does get withdrawn? Yeah, that, there'll, be, there'll be a significant rule for, um, unfortunately, in those circumstances. Just a hunch. I mean, I'm not sure if it... Unless there's a downpour, I think he probably will take his chance. Um, and maybe against horses that aren't quite up to his standard, he'll see out the three miles. But mm. I'm not I'm not convinced. He was absolutely battered by Clanders Obo in the, in the King George over the three miles. He just didn't see it out. Um, maybe Nichols thinks he wasn't quite right that day or whatever. And... He wants to give him another pop at three miles, and who knows? He, he thinks, right, you know, he's been the champion trainer a hell of a lot more times than I have. So. <laughs> <laughs> chance to redeem himself. And what is the ultimate aim for some name then? That's the problem. He's sort of between. He's between distances. He, um, he's not really a two miler, uh, and he doesn't look to be a three miler. So he's kind of stuck in between. Um, you'd think he would sort of he would win a Ryanair quite easily. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where Nichols goes. I, I think your guess is as good as mine. I bet it's not. Neither of us are any better than Paul Nichols. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, definitely red. Uh, currently about, uh, in fact, there's four teams at William Hill at the moment. Uh, and each way, chance in the 320 at Weatherby. And last but not least, we go back to Ascot for the 340. And Watmore is a horse that we've mentioned a couple of times in the podcast before, I think. We have, yeah. He's one of my favourite trainers. And my old man's favourite trainer, Henry Daly. Um, and I made the mistake last week, you might remember, I mentioned Honest Vic, who was a, a horse I'd tipped each way at Cheltenham at the festival. Yep. At big odds, I think 28s or 33s, who got a place for us at, at Cheltenham at the festival. And then last weekend, I said, Anna, his odds are too short now. I'm sure he was like 7-1 to <laughs> one on the Friday night. So I'm, I've discounted him. I can't have that. Drifted to 12-1 to one and won by half the track. So that was a bit grim to watch. And uh, I hadn't actually put any money on. If I'd seen they drifted out, to more than 10s I would have had a bet so I'm not going to make the same mistake today 
because Watmore is a horse that we backed at Cheltenham um, who got into a place in with Sandy Cap Chase last year. Um, he's still got, I say last year, but last season in March, of course, um, he's still got some improvement to come, I think. Um, he hasn't uh, hasn't gone up in the weights since then. He's stayed the same mark, and I think he'll be there or thereabouts in this race. He's got a very good chance. Richard Johnson is booked again. The main dangers um, are Comanche Red, who... Um, I've got a feeling that we tipped him at some point as well. I think yeah. we tipped him on on, a, on King George Day last year when he won. Um, so he he's a, also a decent horse. Would would have a good chance. They're they sort of vying for favouritism now actually because Watmore's been backed in a little bit. Um, and Black Corton for Bryony Frost and, and Paul Nichols is an obvious one as well near the top of the market. But uh, he's got to carry top weight and he's now a nine year old. So I think he's pretty much exposed in, in handicap terms. So I think Watmore is the one for me um, and a fairly low weight and uh, open to plenty of improvement again. So Watmore, and th- hopefully if you get about 11 to 2, is that still available with Paddy Power? Can you see that? Uh, actually, there's some 6 to 1 at Bet365, but uh, yeah, it's as short as 92 at BetFactor, so definitely going to have to shop around for the best yeah, price. Sure. I noticed that Paddy were paying five places each way, so if you want another Snidey each way, um, that might be the one to do. Maybe put that in with uh, She's a Super Mac and Flaminger in a sort of each way uh, treble. There, you know, the five to one, five to one, eleven to two. That might be the uh, that might be the way to do it. Yeah, it's a good shout because that although they're six to one at bet three six five, they're only paying uh, three places. Yeah, the the five. If you're going to do each way, then then take up Paddy with the five places. That's a really good offer. Definitely. Okay, um, can you just give us a wee recap then of your six selections for Saturday? I can indeed. Um, so the first one is she's a super mac. Um, she's entered for two races. It's most likely going to be the 142 at air. If you don't see her in that in the morning, she'll be in the 135 at Weatherby. So either race, um, back her. 155 at Ascot is Flaminger or Flaminger. Flam- <laughs> uh, 5-1. Five, five 210 at Weatherby, Mrs. Hyde without the favourite. Um, check my column later on tonight or early on Saturday morning and I'll have uh, prices for that and I'll, I'll explain what we want to do there, but we're back in Mrs. Hyde without the favourite. 225 down Royal, no strong view, but we're going for Balco de Flow at 33 to 1, small each way bet there. The 320 at Weatherby, definitely red, a sort of small to medium sized each way bet, and that um, you're getting 12 to 1, 14 to 1, definitely red. And then finally, a 340 at Ascot, what more? Uh, 11 to 2, and you can go for a Snady each way on that as well. Yeah. Okay, and as you mentioned, you'll be posting all these tips up on mrfixestips.co.uk, so particularly for that 210 uh, tip with Mrs. Hyde, worth checking out. Yeah, definitely uh, check as soon as, I, as soon as I get the baby down to bed and have my tea, <laughs> i take that up tonight. Uh, you can also follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value. Um, so if you're not already doing so, then make sure you do that as well. And that's us for the recent podcast this week. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts that are on the Gambler channel uh, from this week. There's four football podcasts, so there's plenty to get stuck into there ahead of the weekend. We will catch up again next week, Paul, but in the meantime, best of luck with your bets for the weekend and have a good one. Yeah, you too. Good luck to everyone. Enjoy the racing. Eh?